državljandi podcast za aktivne državljane. Okay, um, here we go. Uh, welcome to another episode of Citizen D podcast. Uh, you're listening it to the on the 15th of May, but we're recording it on the 17th of April. The reason why we're doing that is because we have a special guest. As you might have guessed, he's an international guest who doesn't speak Slovene. That's why we have to put up with my pidgin English once again. Uh, from Amsterdam, uh, giving a lecture in Polygon on the 17th is uh, Gert uh, Lofink. Uh, well done, we've practiced. Um, we're going to start on an easy subject. We're not going to jump right into Cambridge Analytica, Facebook and everything else. Uh, my, my simple question would be, what's wrong with the internet today? What's wrong uh, <laughs> is uh, usually uh, being reformulated, reformatted as, um, you know, um, the broken internet. Mm-hmm. The internet is broken. Okay. This is a phrase that uh, came up after uh, the revelations of Edward Snowden. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, coming up five years, uh, there is this uh, growing awareness uh, that there is something fundamentally wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, usually this is uh, associated with the rise uh, of uh, big platforms, uh, in particular uh, Facebook, Amazon, uh, Apple, Google, Facebook, uh, and uh, of course there are other uh, Uh, versions uh, of those uh, large tech uh, giants uh, we can talk about uh, China mm-hmm. uh, Alibaba mm-hmm. uh, you know uh, WeChat uh, you mm-hmm. name it uh, um, and those platforms basically broke the internet yeah it's a, it's an unprecedented form of centralization of power and infrastructure mm-hmm. uh, up to a point that we can no longer defend uh, the, let's say, proud uh, characteristic of the Internet uh, so so often used in the 1990s, namely that it's a decentralized, distributed uh, network. Mm -hmm. Uh, So this was kind of the the core belief, a very fundamental, uh, almost almost religious uh, idea, a premise, Uh, which, according to many people, was uh, written in stone, was written in code, and the code was law, and the the code said uh, that the internet uh, was um, uh, decentralized, and God saw the internet, and uh, God said the internet is good, right? (laughs) This is, this is, it's a fundamental, uh, you know quality mm-hmm. and uh, this uh, this can no longer be uh, defended because the evidence is overwhelming mm-hmm. if you look at all the statistics all the visualizations mm-hmm. that uh, you know 80% of the traffic uh, goes uh, through uh, uh, Google and Facebook and so on and so on mm-hmm. but the problem is so there's an issue with decentralization and centralization that always comes up. So if you compare the early stages of internet with, let's say, the early stages or the, the current stages of blockchain technology, you always have this decentralization as this, as this, uh, like you said, set in stone, this wonderful mm-hmm. thing that, that, uh, that propels everything. 
but at the same time decentralization is limiting the usage of itself in a way because you you you, you need a, a lot of investment you need to invest a lot of time a lot of energy a lot of focus a lot of knowledge to grasp the the concept of decentralization and to to actually use it you know because if you compare the the even a, a, the most basic thing you can do online like set up a, a a web page or something it was extremely hard or it was it was harder than it was in the beginning it was harder than it was uh, afterwards because you you need to possess certain skills you need to own equipment you need to own you know hardware and software and knowledge and knowledge and now you you just click, click. a button yeah basically that's correct but still there is a there's a trade-off uh, between um, you know that this culture of uh, ease, let's mm -hmm. say, in which uh, things are, are becoming really uh, so easy to use for a majority of uh, people, mm -hmm. not just uh, here in the West, in Europe, but um, you know across the, the globe. Mm -hmm. So there is suddenly uh, you know this global uh, dimension uh, too. Mm -hmm. uh, so, um, but I think uh, you know. There, there are choices we can make, and the, the, those choices can still be made. Mm -hmm. and and so so we, 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 we cannot just take this as a, a kind of a law of nature. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, these are developments that are happening that we can also uh, reverse. Mm -hmm. uh, take a very simple question. Um, we can uh, introduce local, national, regional uh, forms of secure uh, internet, uh, you know, email mm -hmm. access. Mm -hmm. We don't always have to use Google Gmail uh, by default, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. We can reintroduce um, secure, uh, you know, email servers and and uh, Proton mm -hmm. is a very mm -hmm. uh, you know it's known a, service. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a good uh, example that uh, you know. It, it, it can be done uh, in uh, in a different way. Mm -hmm. Proton, in this case, is a, is a Swiss company, mm -hmm. but yeah, we can also imagine mm -hmm. that you can set up here in Slovenia mm -hmm. um, a, um, a local or even uh, you know a national uh, clone mm -hmm. of Proton. Why not? But you're now talking about how to save the internet, and you're, I guess, you could say, approaching the 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 idea of you know, the users being in power of the internet and that is why the users have to or have like a moral obligation to save it. But is that, is that true? Can you, can you, for example, think of, let's say, some other entities that are involved with the internet and also have the responsibility of, let's say, saving it? For example, I'm 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 partial to the to the theory that you know you, you can't have a Superman flying down saving everything at once, mm -hmm. but you need like several groups working in sync, and these are the users, uh, developers, uh, political actors, uh, activists, artists. You know why is this uh, why is this uh, coherent action between those groups so hard to achieve? Or at least, you know, um, has been falling apart. We could also say of yeah. the last, especially last ten or fifteen years, yeah. to such an extent that uh, these uh, coalitions, uh, the 
collaboration between all these different uh, groups and identities and professions you yeah. just listed uh, is almost uh, impossible to imagine, right? Uh, it only happened in the, in the very distant uh, past and when you think of young people, uh, you know, why, why would they uh, be inspired by something that may or, or may not have worked in, uh, in the 1990s, mm -hmm. uh, you know, well before uh, they were uh, born. Mm -hmm. The young generation is born into these uh, giant uh, platforms. They obviously have their uh, personal uh, preferences and uh, the youngest ones, they don't even like Facebook anymore and mm -hmm. uh, they prefer uh, Instagram or whatever. Um, how can we involve them and how can they be empowered? I think um, th this will happen the moment uh, you know, essential services will be taken away from them, mm -hmm. either uh, because the companies are fed up uh, with uh, you know, uh, providing the users with uh, free services or uh, government regulation uh, comes in or, um, yeah, or simply, maybe, hopefully, one day it will not be cool anymore, mm -hmm. right? And then this is something that's a very <laughs> tricky question yeah, because yeah. Of you what's then cool and, and what's, what's not? not? Yeah, what's yeah. not? And uh, who 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 defines this? And how how do you uh, you know reintroduce uh, coolness mm -hmm. uh, to some very uh, you know basic values that uh, we. Um, uh, yeah, like uh, a lot, such as uh, decentralization. Mm. But it's so you're saying that the fight for something, for an ideal, remains the same, and it almost doesn't matter which generation is is. So you said you know, hoping the the younger generation will join the fight, but isn't that a bit? I guess you could call it presumptuous in terms that the younger generations are not fighting their own fights that we, we the old generation, maybe don't get. Yeah, but uh, okay, yeah, but then you can say uh, the, the, that fight is not my fight. Yeah. But yeah, that's true. I mean, you could say, well, this music choice is not my music choice. Yeah. We're talking about. Uh, very basic services. We're talking about network architectures that facilitate a wide range of choices, identities, music styles, uh, mm -hmm. uh, and even maybe uh, you know uh, certain um, uh, internet services. Maybe uh, you know I'm I'm saying uh, uh, we cannot. Uh, I'm, I personally I'm not interested in dating sites, but someone else maybe might be. Yeah. Hold on. So you're talking about the, the concept of the, the network principles, the, the, the technology of the net being important or being vital to the net itself. Mm -hmm. But you can see that you know through the years, uh, net is not the net anymore. You know, you have different generations perceiving internet differently, focusing on different. First, you had the infrastructure. Now you have platforms. In, in, in the future, there might be speculating services. So is this the, the, the core internet, the core foundation of the internet? Do you think it still, it still matters? It still needs to, be, needs to be reinforced to the younger generations for them to understand what the net is really about? 
the fight for net neutrality, I think, uh, appeals to a lot of people and um, it's relatively easy to uh, ex explain this to uh, older generations, younger generations, it doesn't really matter. What's at stake there, people can really understand. You know, should the internet be open or should uh, a, a handful of uh, very uh, rich uh, services uh, get uh, priority? Yeah? And you can uh, explain that, on, you know, using the highway <laughs> metaphor mm -hmm. and yeah. Uh, yeah, the priority lane and so on. Right? Yeah. This is the, the core of the issue. It's it's an example, but it's it's a, it's a simple one, but it, it really. Um, uh, explains what uh, what it's all about. But but then you 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 I'm playing the devil's advocate here. But but then you you come across a, a country, for example, uh, Myanmar or or you know or India, where uh, the Facebook is is basically the prevalent platform. It uh, it undercuts basically the telecoms and the ISPs, and people don't know. People think Facebook equals internet. So how do you explain to them, you know, that the internet is not Facebook if that is what they know, that is the only thing they know? Yeah, and you you come up with a few you know very interesting uh, examples because uh, the classic examples are of course uh, Turkey, Iran, mm. uh, Russia. Mm. Uh, you mentioned Myanmar and uh, India. Uh, they're interesting, but because um, these are countries in which uh, there are real conflicts and uh, there are very interesting players as well that come up with uh, alternatives and critiques and the fight over the internet uh, in those countries is fierce, right? It's not like, oh, well, it's all, yeah, Facebook is moving in and, uh, you know, it's a done deal. Mm -hmm. No way. Uh, on the Modi, uh, there's, there's so much uh, has uh, happened in our field. Mm -hmm. Just to talk about, uh, you know, demonetization. I'm going to talk about that uh, tonight. This is this is big, uh, but uh, also think uh, of their, uh, you know, national ID mm -hmm. uh, system, the so-called Aadhaar mm -hmm. uh, system, mm -hmm. which, uh, you know, is an ID uh, system for 1.4 billion people. Mm -hmm. uh, and, uh, you know, the hackers and uh, NGOs have repeatedly uh, shown, uh, you know, that uh, there are huge uh, sh security holes in it, that uh, private companies have uh, taken it over. And this is, this is a big, big issue. Uh, what I want to emphasize here, uh, you know, that uh, the Internet uh, realm is, uh, is a huge uh, arena for, for, for conflicts. And uh, um, we are, uh, you know, in a very good situation if we can create those conflicts. Of course, there are other places, for instance, like China, where, where it's next to impossible uh, to, uh, you know, to create, let's say, uh, a culture of uh, dissent mm -hmm. or to, to, to say something more critical about uh, uh, government. government policies, right? Mm -hmm. If there are uh, um, uh, critiques, well, uh, you know, we should be, be proud of that because um, that's in, in this world, uh, that's already quite something. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned East and West, and, and I find it interesting reading, like, for example, on one side you read Evgeny Morozov, and on the other side you read maybe not even Clay Shirky, maybe some other uh, Silicon Valley uh, evangelist. 
and you can't believe that they're basically talking about the same thing. So Facebook, uh, Evgeny is treating internet as a, as a surveillance machine, as a state surveillance machine, and the, the West is still treating the internet as something good, as something, you know, a force for good, to call it that way. So why, how, how, where did we lose signal between those two, between those two entities, and how do we sync up everything and decide on whether or not is it is internet really the surveillance machine, or is it really a force for good? Or for is that, it something uh, in between? yeah, it's a it's a crucial question you ask. We need to go back to that uh, uh, hearing. Uh, of um, Mark, Mark Zuckerberg uh, yeah. in, in front of the Senate. And you see there how primitive the, the questions are, how ridiculous the answers, how, you know, in some cases he was uh, plainly lying, uh, you know, and uh, he got, got away with it uh, so easily. Mm -hmm. The problem there is that this ideological battle that, that you have uh, just uh, described, in a way, is not really uh, happening. So one of the problems is that we can s sometimes have a glimpse of, of it, but it is not the central issue, the central uh, struggle of our times. Mm -hmm. we, it is incredibly uh, marginal, mm -hmm. you know. Mar Morozov is, is marginal, mm -hmm. but uh, maybe even less people have heard of uh, Clay Shirky. Mm -hmm. The problem is this is not entering uh, the major uh, debates. The politicians have mm -hmm. no idea about it and they should be the ones uh, who address this because the, the architecture of the media and the, the tools in which we communicate is vital for a democracy. Mm -hmm. If you don't have them, uh, uh, yeah. your, your basic uh, you know, uh, control mechanism uh, is out of order and no longer works. So the question uh, of, of media regulation or IT internet uh, uh, should be uh, you know, number one uh, on the agenda, but we know it's not. It's, it's marginal and in, for many, many politicians completely non-existing. They know probably even less than ordinary citizens. And why is that? I mean, why is, on one hand, you have the politicians in, 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 in the pre-election year, they always talk about investing in digital economy, how the, how the country will become a digital force in, in something. But on the other hand, they, they grasp very little of the basic principle and concepts. I mean, how do you, why do you think that's happening? Yeah, it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a form of co cognitive dissonance, right? This is what, what, what it is. Uh, so basically this is because they are preaching it as tools to reach another goal. Mm -hmm. uh, but the, the tool itself is not questioned or is not truly understood. Mm -hmm. So it's really uh, a medium, it is really a way uh, to get somewhere else. Mm -hmm. How, uh, how it, you know, that tool then affects the, uh, the the process yeah, the goal, yeah. yeah is is completely uh, besides them is, mm -hmm. is is a question that they do not understand mm -hmm. so on the one hand yes they promote it but they promote it completely uncritically and they do not understand uh, uh, the the impact mm -hmm. that uh, it has 
but the digital uh, realm is not a tool. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm very sorry. Yeah, yeah, it, and it's basically, I mean, it, it begs another question, you know, what needs to change? Because we've been saying a lot of, you know, we need a, a, a digital equivalent of the Titanic for the people and the politicians to wake up. We've had several Titanics, I think, in the past years, and still, you know, still you have this old saying, this old, uh, I mean, this old wording of the internet being this, this like a, like almost like a toy for, for kids, you know, and not realizing that it's basically everywhere and it's, it's basically larger than, than almost like the real world. So what, how, how, can, how can the users or who, who, has to, who has to make a step forward for the perception of the internet and the whole debate around the digital mm. to change, to, to move away from this romanticism? If you way. believe in true alienation, you would say, you know, the, the whole Russia gate and uh, fake news should become, you know, 10 times, 100 times worse, right? Yeah. So uh, the, the idea that we can completely alter elections that really uh, foreign countries come in and directly for instance change the election results on the computer yeah. right not via facebook that's yeah. that's a primitive way uh, of doing it why not uh, yeah. hack directly hack uh, yeah. yeah for instance yeah. yeah now would that be a wake up call maybe maybe not right but this is a lot, this is where we uh, should think this is where uh, you know it uh, it could go mm-hmm. and how do you see the role of, of just final question to wrap it up how do you see the role of the mass media in all of this is the mass media sort of responsible or co-responsible for putting the the internet on the agenda are the journalists somehow um, guilty of framing the internet let's say the wrong way presenting it to the politicians, asking basically the wrong questions? In the past, we, uh, we used the, the terms like old media and new media. Yeah? And the mainstream media that you uh, refer to here in the past was, you, was called old media. Mm-hmm. And then the internet came and that was new media. These days, uh, it's very good to uh, state very clearly that this distinction no longer exists. Right? Um, mainstream media are fully depending uh, on, on, the, on the social media. Uh, just only think of the importance and the political economy of the, of the news line, huh? mm-hmm. of the news feed, mm-hmm. Huh? Mm-hmm. Uh, in Facebook but also in other, in other uh, social media yeah. there you can see uh, that the that the cute uh, pictures of the cats and uh, the, uh, the the messages from what you just called mainstream media uh, cannot uh, be distinguished anymore mm. and this is the basic uh, idea of the Facebook newsfeed mm-hmm. uh, that we get uh, some kind of very weird mixture mm-hmm. uh, presented there in which we really don't understand uh, what is this algorithm doing to us mm-hmm. but this is also a signal that uh, we can no longer distinguish between let's say the official realm of the news uh, and what in the past was called Web 2.0, participatory culture, mm-hmm. and you know me uh, doing a blog post or uh, saying yeah. something on Twitter and so on, right? Yeah. These things have 
merged. Mm -hmm. And this makes the debate uh, so difficult. Okay, uh, we'll end up on that note. Uh, thanks again for visiting Ljubljana, for sitting down with us. Uh, we wish you all the best with, with your talks and with your work. And uh, for the listeners, this has been a Citizen D podcast. Uh, see you or hear you or listen to you again in a month. Take care.